Welcome. <laughs> welcome and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Well, <laughs> where do we begin? It's Rob Zakari. It's a Rob Zakari show. We are live. Yes, we are live. And we are here in Los Angeles. We are in Los Angeles. Uh, I just came from the green room where um, the TVs are on showing uh, a whole bunch of um, redneck, racist, white supremacists, uh, Nazis, a whole bunch of these people um, protesting. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, and her win. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. What? Um. What? What am I saying? What? What am I saying? I'm sorry. It's the peace-loving, politically correct liberals that are protesting Donald Trump's. Resounding victory last night and becoming our new president. Yes, remember, remember what the media told us. Remember what all the liberals told us. We're going to have to be careful. Because once Hillary Clinton schlongs, once Hillary Clinton schlongs Donald Trump, all of those racist Nazis, all of those alt-right crazies, all of those Pepe the Frog supporters, they're going to go crazy. And they're going to start protesting. And they're going to start screaming. And Obama's going to have to call the riot police because these deplorables, these, these animals don't understand how democracy works. They don't understand how the, the, the changing of power works. The, yeah, re- remember that. You remember that. You got to remember that. It's your typical liberal reaction. Oh my God. Get to my safe space. Let me get to my safe space. You're invading my safe space. Typical liberal Reaction. Remember all the celebrities. I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Africa. I'm moving to Europe. I'm moving now. Oh, what? A, those are just jokes. Amy Schumer said today, why is everybody harassing me? Can't you take a joke? These are jo- Oh, oh. Oh, the, the poor liberal snowflakes. Oh. So small. Typical. It's typical. 
absolutely typical. The liberals lost fair and square. And they got nobody to blame except themselves. Except themselves. They got no one. They're out there in California. They're out there in New York, which is kind of funny. Because if you look at the electoral map, you look at uh, state houses, you look at governorships, you look at uh, the, the, the Senate. You literally have a nation in a sea of red. And the only place that's blue is basically the West Coast and the East Coast. And the very tips, the very tips, the very tips. And if it wasn't for the entire illegal population in California... And the fact that California has been created to be an illegal safe haven. Liberals would have nothing. Democrats would literally have nothing. If you took California out of the mix... If you actually had a state that enforced the immigration laws. If you actually had a state that enforced immigration laws. If you had a state that was similar to California or to uh, Florida. You have uh, heavy Hispanic populations. But you have legal, you have legal Hispanics, Cubans, Puerto Ricans. You have a state like Florida where not every single Hispanic voted for Hillary Clinton because they were told to. Because they were told that they would be deported. Because you have a lot of Hispanics in Florida that are there legally. That went through the process legally. That appreciate immigration, appreciate the laws, and say, hey, I played by the rules. My dad played by the rules. I have friends that played by the rules. Why the hell? Why the hell should our friends or our family, be leapfrogged by someone that didn't play by the rules. No, F that. 
So if California thought, as far as the Hispanic population, like Florida, and if our state acted similar to Florida, it would be a contested election out here in the great state of California. Instead of it being given to the Democrats every election cycle. And when the polls close within one minute, they go, oh, Hillary Clinton has just won California. And when you hear people go, hey, Hillary Clinton is is winning in the popular vote. Well, it's because of California. If California wasn't full of illegals, listen, I got friends who go, oh, Rob, think about this. If uh, 20 years ago, you are an illegal, you you came to this country. Why is, as uh, some people say, the Latino population, the fastest growing population? Well, what, 20, 25 years ago, you had illegals that come here. They then spit out anchor baby after anchor baby after anchor baby. And of course, you can't deport them because you can't break apart families. So what happens? 18 years later, all of those anchor babies now can vote. And if you're an anchor baby and you can now vote, why the hell are you not going to vote for a party that says, hey, man, we're, 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 we're going to actually have more open borders. I mean, it's just common sense. And then in that span of 20 years, how many times do the illegals get told, hey, man, just just wait it out. Eventually, whatever president, rather it's Bush for economic uh, uh, reasons, on the business side of the Republican Party who want cheap labor, Democrats who want the votes, so of course they collude together. So you have illegals that say, hey, if you, if you just, you just, You just stay cool, keep your head down, don't cause any waves. They're eventually going to give citizenship to you. And what happens? All right, uh, I'm going to give a million of you uh, citizenship. I'm going to give two million of you. I'm going to give a half a million of whatever. California has been an engineered state for many, many years. Many years. Engineered. And it bit the Democrats on the ass. Because they are on the verge of losing another election 
as it pertains to popular vote and electoral college. Me and my girlfriend were talking about this last night. It's almost that too cute, you know? Democrats are almost just too cute. It's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to create this illegal utopia in California, in Colorado, in Nevada. So right out of the gate, we're guaranteed 200 and something electoral votes. So then all we got to do, all we got to do is win three states. All we got to do is win three states. Listen, politics is a business. A lot of people don't understand that. Politics is a business. And to some people, it's win at all costs. And the people that underestimated Trump as being a buffoon, as being just this retard, guess what? He knew exactly what to do to win an election. And that's been dismissed by so many people. He, Trump stakes failed. Trump water failed. But listen, all of these things didn't fail. They all didn't fail. And you can't be successful Unless you actually try things. Everybody seems to forget that great Abraham Lincoln poster. Where it goes, at this age, uh, he did this, failed. At this age, failed. He ran for this, failed. At this, failed. Just went down the line of all the failures. Oh, and this, oh, President of the United States. Perseverance. I used to have one of these posters. Had a big plaque. My employees got it for me. Obviously, Trump had to be successful somewhat to do what he did. He beat not just Hillary Clinton, not just the Democrat machine, but he beat the Republican machine. And he did it with less money. He broke out. Every single rule, he broke every single tradition. He did things that everybody said, you can't do that. It won't work. You can't do. And he did it and they went, oh, well, gee. It must be because you're a reality TV star. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, well, gee. All right. Well, wait a minute. Well, that well, that, that just you just got free advertising on uh, uh, on on TV. Really? The TV calling me a Nazi? Really? Oh, okay. Well, then it was it. So obviously, obviously, he knew something. Before we get into that, let me let me just get back to my liberal friends and their K 
California experiment that they've been working on for 20 plus years. Like I said, I'm from California. It, it's it's a liberal bastion of it's it, it, just a liberal bastion of garbage. It, it really is. So we are on the verge of having another election that liberals lose the popular vote by 10, 20,000. So they, so they so they win the popular vote, but they lose the electoral college because they only care about six states. I mean, when you look at the map and what liberals have engineered for the past 20 plus years, it's all been about California, New York, Colorado, Nevada, New Jersey. I mean, how many times did we hear? Well, right out of the gate, regardless if it's Trump or whatever Republican uh, runs against a Democrat. They're at a disadvantage. They're at a disadvantage because right out of the gate, the Democrat starts at 200 plus electoral votes. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Now imagine. Imagine if California actually was tough on immigration. You know what? Forget about tough. Imagine if California just applied the law. Imagine you could go to a Home Depot and not get accosted by about 50 illegals. Seriously. You pull up and they, they run at your car. Oh, dos, do you know? No, bro, I don't need, I just, I'm going in to get a hammer. I, I don't need you to come to my house. Okay. Oh. Just, just imagine if they enforced the law. California would be like Florida. So you would have people contesting it. So if you took California out of the Clinton map, she gets slaughtered in the popular vote, and she gets slaughtered in the Electoral College. Sorry. Sorry, my lib friends. I, I, I hate to break that news to you. And if you just look at the map, and you add up how many Democrats uh, are governors. How many Democrats control state houses? How many Democrats control the Senate? How many Democrats control the House? Republicans control every aspect of the government. Every aspect. You go into any state, they have majorities in practically every state. 
I've said this before and I'll say it again. The country is not this liberal bastion of kumbaya, let's all find our safe spaces and rub snowflakes all over our chest. That's not the country. You think it's the country because the media tells you that's the country. Hollywood tells you that's the country. But that's not the country. The country is not New York City and Los Angeles, California or San Francisco. That's not the country. Sorry. We've been led to believe, and those of you who listen to the show, I hate to be redundant, but now more than ever is a time when redundancy really applies. But when you look at ESPN, and I know, I know, I've said this a zillion times, but you look at ESPN, you look at the ESPYs, you look at that award, and you look at who has won the Jimmy Valvino Award. Again, I know this is so... <laughs> This is, this is so bizarre as far as uh, what we're talking about, but, it, but it's not. Because this election, what happened last night, proves my theory. The Jimmy Valvino Award, this, this award by, you know, about this, this inspirational guy and, and the coach and blah, blah, blah. And you've had people like Arthur Ashe. And individuals that, you know, you inspiration and, and, you know, dying of cancer or AIDS and, you know, some, some, some real heavy, heavy stuff, okay? Heavy stuff, very emotional. You know, this award show and this award always went to some, some seriously heavy stuff. It was on ESPN. Well... All of a sudden, it's now on ABC, it's during primetime, and this award that should go to a dying basketball player, a girl, a woman, dying of, dead, gone, basketball, her, her dream, her life, she doesn't get it. You know who gets it? Bruce Jenner, because he dressed like a chick. Because he's wearing a wig, putting makeup on. So now, everybody watches this. And they're going, well, wow, the SV, it used to be on ESPN. Now it's in primetime. It's on ABC. Well, okay. So I, I guess this is America. No! Uh-uh. That's what you were supposed to believe was America. That's what you were supposed to believe. Millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans wanted. You're supposed to believe that can that girl with cancer? F her. It's Bruce Jenner, baby. It's Caitlin. Whoa! You you were supposed to and that's not the case. But but 
in all of these rural areas, as they like to call the rural areas of America, all of these people put their heads down, they go to work, some unemployed, but they go about weaving the fabric of this country, and they are forgotten. Nobody gives a crap about them. And when someone references them, they're hillbillies, they're truck drivers, they're, they're uh, Ku Kluxers, they're, they're backwoods jack-offs. I mean, the list goes on and on. You, you hear the media describe these people as exactly what I'm saying. So then Trump comes along and says, hey, hey, I hear you. I feel you. I'm going to have a rally at this arena or this building. And guess what? Not five people show up. Not 10 people show up, but thousands of people show up. And those thousands of people look at other people that are just like them. And they start to talk. And they start to give their opinions. Maybe they share uh, Obamacare stories. Maybe they share religious stories. Maybe they share war stories. Whatever they do, they share. And they leave that rally and they go, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And that person didn't look like Seth Meyers. That person didn't look like Leslie Jones. That person didn't look like the media is betraying The United States of America. No. No. And as the days went on, the weeks went on, the months went on, these people saw more and more people like them. And it wasn't Caitlyn Jenner's. It wasn't Amy Schumer's. And they said, wait a minute. We're not alone. We're not alone. We are not alone. And for all these years, Democrats and establishment Republicans all played this game. I exp- you know how I explained it last night? Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me throw this at you. This is how I explained it last night. Last night, well, it really started, what, 16 months ago with Trump? But it was that moment when Christopher Columbus and his crew discovered that the world wasn't flat. So 16 months ago, 
when Trump ran, people said, well, you can't win if you say X, Y, Z. You need Latinos. You need African Americans. You need Asians. You need everybody but white people. And if you said, well, what about white people? Ah, it's not enough white people in America to vote for you. What do you mean there's not enough? Ah, it's a dot. White, white's out, bro. Nobody's white. Really? Yeah. You're either gay. You're either black. You're either Asian. You're either Hispanic. Not white. No one's white. Forget about it. And Trump and his crew went, no, man. What are you talking about? Not everybody lives in Los Angeles. Not everybody lives in New York City. Not everybody lives in New Jersey. Not everybody lives in Colorado. Not everybody lives in Nevada. And the Republican establishment said, huh, the only way you can win is with 40, 45% Latinos. You got, you got to have the George Bush model. That's it. Got to win the George Bush model. Look how many people came out for Obama. 67 million people. You got to have 70 million to win this as a Republican. You got, well, but why do you think 67 million people are going to come out for anybody but Obama? Because, because why? Because that's America. Okay. And Trump and his crew went, that's, the world is not flat. So they set off and sailed. And as the months went on, as they kept sailing, and they kept getting closer to that edge where everybody said you would fall off, they went, holy macro. Holy macro. The world is not flat. Everybody was wrong. And that's what happened. We were told for years there's not enough white people in America to vote for a Donald Trump or a Mitt Romney or a John McCain. That's what we were told. We were told the white vote is dead. You have to have open borders. You have to embrace Black Lives Matter terrorists. You have to have refugee enclaves. I, I, I mean, we were told all of these things had to be done in order to even get close to the presidency as a Republican. And everybody bought it. Just like everybody bought the world being flat. And I even saw today. I even saw today. 
I even saw today there were actually just Republicans. You know that the big unhealthy woman, uh, Taryn Stoudemire, the, the the black Republican, the unhealthy black Republican woman. Uh, Tristan Stoudemire. She sat there to tell everybody, well, hey, don't forget, four years from now, if Donald Trump stays the way he is, if the Republican Party stays the way they are right now, then they're definitely going to lose four years from now because the demographics are going to change again. The demographics are going to change Okay, so now they're still telling us there's not enough white people. There's not enough white you. Because for some reason, illegals, Asians, who whatever, they procreate, but white people, they don't. They don't procreate. White people, they don't procreate. They're like robots that that have an expectancy, and when they die, that's it. The lineage of whiteness is gone. It's just insane. It's just insane. It's just insane. So the strategy of overloading California and Colorado... And New York failed the Democrat Party. Failed the Democrat Party. Because like I said before, I'll say it again. Millions and millions of black people came out and voted for Obama. Not because... He was this great leader, or he would be a great leader. They came out and voted for him because he was black. He looked like them. You had millions and millions and millions of black folk that said, I'm going to vote for this guy so I can be a witness. I can be part. Of the first black president. And then you had millions and millions of white people that said, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I'm going to vote for this black guy. Even though I know he's not qualified. Even though he's only been a senator for a very short amount of time. Even though the guy he's running against is a hell of a lot more qualified and could probably do a hell of a lot better job. But guess what? We need to change. This will be historic. I can tell all my friends, hey, I'm not racist. I voted for the black guy. And guess what? Lo and behold, Obama won in 08 with 69 million votes, and he won again 
in 2012 was 65 million votes. You know how many votes Hillary Clinton got? 59,861,000. Now, when all the votes are finished being counted, she'll hit 60 million. But that's 7 million off than Barack Obama in 08 and 5 million off in 2012. So, Whoopi Goldberg, Van Jones, all of the safe space liberal douchebags, Rachel Maddow, they can all bring up this white lash. They could bring up this race card. But guess what? The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Seven million people did not vote for Hillary Clinton. As far as the Republicans go, they're basically right in line. McCain had 59 million votes. Romney had 60 million votes. And Trump is almost at 60 million votes. So the Republicans are pretty much in line, give or take four, five, six, seven hundred thousand votes. The Democrats, they lost seven million votes. That's not a white nationalist thing. That's not a alt-right thing. That's a Democrat Party thing. And that's what happens when you play identity politics. That's what happens when you say, vote for me because I'm black. Vote for me because I'm white. Vote for me because I'm a woman. Vote for me because I'm Hispanic. Instead of vote for me because I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Vote for me because I'm American. Vote for me because I'm going to make America great. And if you're an American, I'm going to make this country great for you. Plain and simple. And the Democrats have been playing this this race politics for 25 years. And it finally bit them on the ass. And it bit them hard. It bit them to the point where... They're protesting in New York. They're protesting in California. They're protesting in the areas that the Democrats created. They created the situation in California. They created 
the situation in New York. Remember when Madeleine Albright said, for every woman that doesn't vote for Hillary Clinton, there's a special place in hell. The Democrats beat themselves. They played the race game. They played the race card. And guess what? Guess what? They doubled down with two kings. They split them. That's what they did. And the two cards they drew were twos. I mean, they won in 08. Think about this. They won in 08 with a black man. And they got 67 million votes. Or 69 million votes. It was 70 million votes. They then won in 2012 with 65 million votes. So what did they do in 2016? They nominate an old white lady who's been in Washington for 30 years. And her vice president was a middle-aged White man. I mean, like, forget about 08 and 2012. Forget about doing something that got you to the show. They went in a completely opposite direction. I think about that. You had a young, inexperienced black man who captured the hearts and minds of the American people in 08 and 12. And that party then gives those same people an old... white woman who's been in the game for 30-something years and standing next to her 
who, when people say, well, he's not run, listen, he, he, he was going to be back in the White House, and that'd be Bill Clinton. So, the nine million people that voted for Obama, hope, change, young black guy, are now going, well, this isn't change. We're going in reverse. When I listen to liberals go, oh, now we have Trump. We're going to be reversing all of this progress we made. We're going to be reversing. Wait a minute. Hey, stupids. You guys are the ones that reversed everything. You guys are the ones that went from a 40, what, 8-year-old freshman senator? A black freshman senator in his late 40s to a 70-year-old white woman and her former two-term impeached president husband. You guys are going in reverse. Not the Republicans. Republicans went, all right. Well, we went with the established war hero. Didn't work. We went with the established Mormon investment banker. Well, that didn't work. All right. F it. We're going to go completely out of the box and go with a builder, uh, a, 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 a part builder, a part showman. A part, some of you want to say con man. But they went completely different. I, I say hustler. That's what I say, hustler. Somebody that hustles. Do what you got to do to win. Do what you got to do to make money. Do what you got to do to feed your family. Now do what you got to do to make the country great. So the Democrats let themselves down. Had nothing to do with Comey. Had nothing... They did it to themselves. They played racial politics. Vote for me because uh, I'm black. Vote. Uh, listen, if the Democrats didn't run the black guy in 08, they would have lost. If a Republican. Listen, if they would have ran a John Kerry in 08, if they would have ran an Edwards in an 08, they would have lost.
And I know, I know, I know. It's it's hard for it's hard for one side to control the White House for twelve years. But the Democrats went outside the box. Can't get any more outside the box than the black guy who nobody's ever heard of. He's got a funny middle name. Father's from, I, you know, Indonesia, wherever the hell he's from. I mean, y- y- you couldn't get more outside the box. And the Republicans went with the same old, same old. And this time around, the Republicans went, eh, You're going with the same old, same old. We're going to go outside the box. And it won. Now, Republicans did to the Democrats what the Democrats did to them in 08. Republicans had no idea they were going to get a Barack Hussein Obama In their mind, they're going, eh, what we? maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get Biden, maybe we'll get a Kerry, maybe the first woman will take a shot at it, but it's Hillary, so, eh. All of a sudden, here's the black guy. Here's the guy that could get the African-American vote. Here's a guy that can actually get black folk out to vote because he is one of them. And the Republicans are like, oh, Jesus Christ, what do we do? How do you, how do you combat this? Well, we've got an old white guy. It's amazing. It's amazing. And now we have... And it's it's still a trip, man. It's still a trip. President Donald... J. Trump. Just think about it for a minute. Just think about it for a minute. All of the things that presidents do, you're now going to see Trump doing that. State of the Union. Just, just, just close your eyes for a minute. State of the Union. I know he'll read off teleprompter, but there's going to be a bigly slipped in there. There's going to be a so beautiful, just just so so beautiful. There's going to be those Trumpisms. In the State of the Union. 
there's going to be a disaster. There's going to be one of those I come to you from the Oval Office in a time there's going to be one of those maybe two of those maybe three of those maybe none but you got to start wrapping your brain around it got to start wrapping your brain around it and my liberal friends you got nobody to blame except yourself you got nobody to blame but yourself and when we come back we're going to trace so, so, some history okay we're going to trace some history cuz think about this but think about this when you hear liberals say when you hear liberals say oh man the FBI inv-. okay the FBI investigation uh, didn't prevent Nine million. Nine million people from wanting to vote for her. And FBI investigation, Clinton Foundation investigation, put that next to grab them by the pussy. All right? Put that next to grab them by the pussy. And not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but 13 women over a span of three weeks coming out. And calling Donald Trump a sexual predator. And every talk show on American TV calling Donald Trump a sexual assaulter. So... Don't give me the Comey FBI investigation. Because Trump had some pretty big hurdles himself. It's Rob Zakari. We're going to be right back with more of the Clinton crushing defeat. And that's what it was. It was a crushing defeat. And we're going to talk about blame, we're going to talk about pundits, um, and we're going to talk about the crybaby liberals that are in Los Angeles, that are in Chicago, that are in New York, that are screaming and yelling. And it wasn't supposed to be them screaming and yelling, it was supposed to be the deplorables. It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back.